like i mean like with with, <clears throat> with with our age today like the reason why people are indulging in it because they don't know what sex is yep right because like like let's be aware sex is a good thing it's 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 a yeah. gift it's his gift to uh to to a man and a woman who is consummated by marriage yes right yes. but the thing is like everything that god created can be used for evil so if, like the pro- the problem is is that a lot of these people they don't know what this stuff is mm. or any any anything and so i think in a lot of this we're trying to wake people up yeah. and to say like there's probably like there's probably are a lot of christian li- christian listeners where they have a pastor that isn't willing to say enough like hey mm-hmm. guys fornication is sin and it's not it's not just about listening what is a sin not a sin live, living by the law the goal is to live for christ and if Oof. you love G- yes. jesus you you will follow you will follow, follow the laws Welcome to the Catch Up Podcast, where Christian friends come together to catch up and explore God-centered conversations. Our goal is to inspire, share stories, and deepen our faith in light of the gospel. Without further ado, let's journey together in this week's episode of the Catch Up Podcast. Thank you, everybody, so so much for listening to the Catch Up Podcast. I am here today with my co-host, Mark. My Hello guy. There. Hello there. Dude, it's been a week for the two of us. It's been a week for the two of us, for sure. <laughs> I had deadlines. You had work. You had everything too, man. And like, just life. And it's fine. You know. No, work. it's not fine. It's- I'm stressed out. <laughs> yeah, because Monday, I, I'm crying out loud. <laughs> it's gonna be my first, my first solo directorial short film. That's right. And it's not even, it's not even gonna get published, but I'm still anxious about it. It's just, yeah. it's like a, it's like an exercise that we have to do for our film um, committee, our film community, just to kind of like practice and and, and and harness our skills. But it's not gonna get published. But I'm still nervous. Dude, well, it's your first, like, because, uh, like, they so they have a short film group, and th- so this will be your first one that you're making. Yeah, that I'm okay. directing. And that's <laughs> <laughs> director <laughs> Mark. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, oh, I'm so, uh, I'm scared. That's awesome, scared. man. That's yes. cool, dude. Okay. That's what about you, bro? How's your How's your week so far, man? It's good, man. Working overtime like crazy. I I told uh, I I wasn't able to make the last the last pod podcast. Um, I think it was because because of work. It was work. It was yeah, work. you said yeah. you're yeah. Yeah, how was the project, bro? Yeah, it was, oh my gosh, it was great. I was working, so I was working on a project for my work. There's a deadline for Monday. We got her done. Um, Thank God. And then, so that's why I was working overtime Friday, and then I was working overtime yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, And so that, and then for uh, for a deadline for today, we got it all done and out. So like now I'm on normal schedule. So by the grace of God, okay. nothing else will go wrong and everything's just going smoothly and we can just wake up at the time that we want to wake up and go to bed at the time we want to go to Let's bed. That's go. all I'm asking for. Do you actually have that option to wake up whenever you want to wake up? I wish I did. That would be... that. <laughs> I feel like my my I my my choice is always my alarm, but then there's you see there there's a thing called snooze button, and snooze that button, that, yes. that just that seems to just kind of carry carry over. I just want to I just want to make sure, out of everybody, do you have okay? So with your alarm clocks, <laughs> what's the real question here? With your alarm clocks, do you have it like set? Every five minutes, or do you have it set every? You can 10 neither confirm nor or? deny. Oh, okay. Of- <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that confidential? No, dude. I'm it's sorry. so well. Like, what's so funny is I can always when I look at my alarm setting times, yeah. I can always see what season of life I was in because, like, when it was like, if it's work, works for me starts at seven thirty, so it's anything before before that. But I have some alarm sets for like two thirty a.m., three a.m. That was for college and like stuff like that. Wow. Where like it was like wake wake like go go to sleep for a couple hours, wake up 
study for a couple hours, take your exam, like just create crazy crap like that. I'm How are like, you with community, bro? Like, as <laughs> Did well, you have I, community I, back I, then? I, I, back no, no. I I was kind of I had my I had my friends at school, but that was oh. pretty much that was pretty much it. I mean, I had I had you guys. I was so glad I had you guys because I could actually text y'all and talk oh. to y'all whenever and stuff. And no, dude, Dang. I was I was kind of lone ranging it there for a while. Bro. I think there was one night I had to sleep in my car. Maybe really, yeah, because I had an exam the next day and it was like eight a.m. and I was studying till like two or something like that. And I was like, well, I can drive home to Amarillo or I can just sleep my car. And I think I just opted to do that. Holy cow. That was, dude, I do not miss college. At <laughs> dude, for was... some of y'all that are like in college, hats off to you guys. If you guys are civil engineers or at least similarly going through that, because that's, well, dude. And my encouragement to anybody, if you are, just be smarter than I was. I did that because I had to, not because I wanted to. <laughs> you do not have to do that. You can be smarter than I, I am. Just study beforehand and stuff will work out better. Just follow um, your syllabus, guys. That's the, that's the, <laughs> follow the syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Okay. Man, but, you know, well, actually, like, you know, a lot of, you know, doing stuff better and making mistakes and everything. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, we're, we're, me and Mark, we've, we've talked about this topic for a while and we wanted to do it for a long time, but we wanted to do it right. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do it at the right time. And, um, you know, so today we're talking about sexual sin. Yes. And I know a lot of people have requested that, you know, you sit on Instagram, right? Yeah. And stuff and most requested and i'm like Gosh, how dare you it's like, guys why? it's why? I, why why us why do we have to talk <laughs> like why oh, man. which that's something that they want to catch up on yeah it's like ah nice <laughs> <laughs> what can i say what can i working say working for media baby <laughs> but i yeah, know um yeah sexual sin so like uh, before we dive deep mm. into that like joe what is um what is your I, what was your idea of sexual sin and like how were you raised into like in a christian household where mm -hmm. like you know like like do you guys talk about sex or oh. like how were like what what do, what do you know about sexual sin or sex in general well you know i i it's gosh i know everyone it's different you know if you grew up in the south and the in the bible belt like i did you know you probably um you grew up traditionally in church and in church like sex is this no no word mm. you know it can be it can tend to be that we don't talk about um and it, it, it was weird. It wasn't, it was definitely addressed growing up, but it was, I think it's, it's so weird. It's like, I think when you're a kid, you're totally like totally blind to it for a while. Okay. It feels like until you're about 10 or so. And then all of a sudden there's like this flood of information and like, yeah. and you're told about all these terms and what it is and like all, all this stuff, but you don't, you don't know at all what it is you know if them if yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know like the phys the physical act itself and mm -hmm. um and for good reason and it's um so it's like so i would say like i like i knew i knew i knew what it was and i was told but just because i was told it, you, you don't i didn't know I, I didn't know what it was you know until what did they tell you um, about it it was um, well, I mean, you know, just the basics of like, hey, this is what a man has. This is what a girl girl has, mm. and this is what you know, men. This is how ba babies are made, and um, that that sort of thing. So it's kind see. of it was kind of, and I think when you're when you're that age, you don't like, and I think parents like that's the last conversation. That's the last conversation you want to have to have to have yeah. with your kid. 
Um, so it's kind of like, all right, you're told it, and then like, the good luck. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, that's not. I mean, that, it was, it's not like my. That's not like how my parents. And it was like a good luck. If I had any questions, I could always go to them. But just Stephen and Destiny, like <laughs> listening, is like, Joe, that's not what we told you. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we told you. And like, no, and and it's just. But I don't know. I guess that's where. But that a lot of that's just kind of a. It's kind of a blur. Blur, I would say. But what? Mm. What, what? What about you? Okay. Funny enough. Um. So I was told about sex when I was. I think it was seven or eight. Yeah. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was so curious. Cause like when I was a kid, I love seeing babies. I love like seeing babies. Cause like, oh, they're so cute. Oh. And I asked my parents, like, hey, like, like, where do babies come from? And then um, one of my uncles used to say, like, you know, babies came from heaven, you know, like, which it's just a story. And like how like there are times when like babies will come down literally from heaven and then they will <laughs> like they will like. Sounds like some warm stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they will like, they will basically land on like someone's roof and they were like, oh my gosh, here's a, here's a baby. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> and, then, and then like, and then my, my, I think it was my dad or my mom was like, no, that's BS. So they told me about like what happened. So it's like, you know, it's. Uh, uh, they said that sex is, you know, it's, um, you know, it's it's when a man and a woman, you know, become so intimate that they produce something, produce mm-hmm. new life, and that's how babies, you know, come into be. Um, and after that, like when I was ten years old, uh, I think I was ten, I was taught about sex ed for the very first time in our school. By the way, this is in the Philippines. This is not here in the United States. This is back in the Philippines. We are taught about what. I'm going to say it here <laughs> for the first time on the podcast. If there are kids listening, I don't know. Parents, please watch over your kids. But when I was 10, I was told about what a penis looks like, what its purpose. Same thing goes with what a vajiji is, you know? And um, at the time, I didn't know what it was because I'm like, oh, it's different parts of the body. And, and, and then they told us, like, that's how babies are made is whenever those two things, you know, intercourse and you know and 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 at an early age i'm like okay like having that understanding was i think for me was fine but i didn't know at the time when to use it and what is the right way of using it so being exposed at an early age to that Mm. there was a lot of misuse of the said organs and but yeah so but yeah that's that's how i was raised into like like what sex what sex is and what sexual sin is. I didn't know at the time that having sex before marriage was a bad thing. I didn't know. I thought it's like it's for everybody for for uh, to enjoy. So like, Oh, you just uh, like that was, no, oh wow. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing until I moved here in the United States when I became a Christian. Like seriously. I didn't even know it's it says in the Bible that you know it's good for one for man and woman to you know to be one. Right. That it's only within the covenant of marriage. I didn't know that until I moved here back in 2015. Well, I moved here back in 2015, but I didn't know that till I was in, in college when I became a Christian. Um, so being exposed to that at 20, like 2018, I was like, oh my gosh, like how? Like why did not, why, why mm-hmm. no one told me about like how sex is a, it's only for, for marriage. And did a lot of research, did a lot of study and now as a as a Christian, like, I kind of see now, like, yeah. okay, there's a reason why marriage is, I mean, why sex is only specifically for marriage, because it makes sense. 
Well, and that's what, okay. So uh, there, okay. So it's, you know, this, this goes into what we were talking on before the podcast, you uh-huh. know, of, uh, what, what was the, uh, the chemical again? Oxytocin. Uh, oxytocin. Um, so, so, and that's what like, well, and that's okay. And that's the hard part. When we start discuss, discussing this, there's, there's two routes, right? You have the biological side and the study side mm-hmm. of, um, you know, the effect, effects, effects on your brain, the effect, effects of, um, having, having sex with some, somebody, Splitting up the repercussion, repercussions yeah. of that, you know, uh, and then we were talking about this, men and women are affected differently mm-hmm. from this too. Um, but then also there's the spiritual side, side of things and which, yeah. and, and so, um, and as Christians, I think it, I think it would be, un, it would be unwise to address, to not address and talk about and accept the the biological sides, mm-hmm. but yeah. it would be even more a disservice to be like, no, like like the, the there's there's no spiritual repercussions of this, you know, yeah. Yeah. and because well, and the biggest spiritual repercussion I think is just uh, soul, soul bonds, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. being being bond because really the only bond you're supposed to have is be, between you you and your father of G- Jesus Christ. That's your spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. The only really bonding here on earth is. I mean, really just between, between you and your spouse, mm. you know, there, that's, that's the only, that is the only covenant on here on earth between you and another person when it talks about becoming one person, yeah. one body, No, oh, yeah. you know, it's and a different so, kind of bond. Like, it's not like something that's like you have with a friendship, Yes, you know, having a, diff- a friendship bond is different. Yeah. Having a bond with your dog, with your pets, with your yeah. family is different, but having that bond with someone that you're oh going to be married to, it's, it's a different kind of bond that, um, I would say like. You know, God is very serious about, right? Oh, God very. says some. I think God says in scriptures that let no, like, let no man separate what God, um, connected, yeah, or united. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bond that is serious, and I think we took that for granted because I don't oh. know, like, especially in our modern culture. Like, modern culture, by the way, sucks. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people say like, oh, thank God for being, you know, like, we live in this modern age now. Like, no, I kind of want to go back. To the modern, let's let's um arrange marriages. You know, I think that would just, just cut, streamline the process easier. <laughs> easier. Business wise, is very beneficial Business. too. Yes, come on, dude. Let's be honest. Get some goats along with exactly. With this marriage. Come on, this is way. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. For legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> that is that's funny. We're oh we're not for like the. Yeah, never mind. We are the, free the will. Arrange. We are yes, free, free will, will people. Oh yes. All right. Well, and that, that's where you know I think the you know the the there's so much beauty in 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 today's um you know world of of having that choice yeah you know and that god that god you know because i mean obviously like the bible is so it is it is very it is very clear about when you are married mm-hmm. about what's what to do and not to do when you're not mar- married but getting to the mar- marriage part that that's the you know that's where you know like olden times obviously they had arranged marriages now it's you know of choice and i think of that choice it's so beautiful and i think i think it is i think it is more it's hard cuz like that's not necessarily like arranged marriages not arranged marriages that's not necessarily biblically ba- based but if it's it's not arranged i think it allows more room for the holy spirit and god to do really amazing be- beautiful things but in that free choice the devil has just as much free range to tempt you away to other things as well. Oh yeah, big you time, know? big it's time. A- just want to clarify, like arranged marriage is biblical, actually. Really? Oh, okay. I mean, I- like that's like that's what they do in the Jewish times. Yeah. Like that's how men and women get get married is through arranged marriages. Um, and like dating was wasn't it wasn't really like a medieval thing, right? It's a what like a hundred year thing. Dating? I have no idea. I, it's like it's very recent. It's a modern age. 
type of deal. But back then, like how, like they, you know, set marriages is like through arranged marriages. Like I mean, for, for crying out loud, like in the Philippines, was mar- like that arranged marriage is is a thing. So it's like if your family is very wealthy and the other one has like, to a certain extent, have I don't know, like they. Like, it's not like they're middle class, but like, I would say like they're middle class, but yeah. like if they have goats and calves and like, um, the, the other side of the family has like a huge amount of money, they always trade that. And then like, they also trade their kids as a, Hey, like, you know, like, Hey, he's like, well, I'm going <laughs> to, okay. That sounded so oh wrong, gosh. but to, I'm a, I'm a bad representation for the Philippines, but basically what they have is like, Hey, I'm going to let your, your son marry my daughter in exchange for building a business relationship with you or something something like that right. so that's like that's that's what that's what arranged marriages was in the philippines um until like a couple hundred years ago they introduced this idea of like okay well the guy has to pursue the girl in in ways of like what can the guy offer to the girl right. while they're still pursuing her and then there's this kind of like a thing what we call serenading so it's like the guy, <laughs> the guy um, goes to the girl's house, outside of the girl's house and they, he start playing, starts playing guitar and then the girl's going to look out of the window. She's going to listen to the guy's song and then the family is going to be there and then they're going to invite him to the house and they're going to basically kind of quote unquote interview him, see if he's fit to have their daughter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, there's a lot of processes and then the, 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 the man and the woman gets together, pursue each other. And after that, um, once they decided to get married, there's this thing they call um, mamanhikan in the Philippines, which Whoa. wherein the uh, the parents of the guy will meet with the uh, the uh, the girl's parents. It's like the and Godfather meeting, yeah, like. yeah, something <laughs> like that. And they're gonna like they're gonna talk about okay, this is what the the wedding is gonna look like, and this is what their marriage is going to look like. Wow. So it's all set, but but I think we're kind of like going off track. Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that like, um, marriage is not. We're gonna be talking about that, by the way, which. We want to emphasize. So, right right now, we're the reason why we're talking about sexual sin is to kick off this kind of series of episodes that we're going to be releasing this month and the upcoming month. Right. And Joe and I, we call this the Love Month. <laughs> February is Love Month, yep. and uh, we're going to be talking about you know dating, and we're going to be talking about um, what do girls and guys look for, and you know the opposite sex, and then we're going to talk about marriage mm-hmm. towards the very end. So, but yeah, so. This basically this whole sexual sin episode is a kickoff to that. But again, I don't want to. I don't want us to go off the rails. Right, but right, right. let's go back to the topic. So, Joe. Yeah. No. 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 Thank. No. Thank you. For, thank you for bringing that up. And because I think I think this will hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's something that you know other people are, are looking for. I think we're gonna get a lot oh, yeah. out of this too. Yeah. Um. You know, because uh, this it it challenges us to tackle topics that I think we otherwise wouldn't look into because we don't necessarily want to, you know, cause it, there's a, I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> well, and I think there's just, you know, I think in every, in everybody's heart, there can be, there, there's a lot of hurt there, yeah. you know? And, and I think it, um, but anyways, um, so within the free will of choice, you know, in dating st- stuff like that, obviously that opens up a lot of, uh, of choices to, uh, to, you know, to fall, fall into se- sexual sin, you mm-hmm. know, other people and st- stuff like that. And I think it, it, it really, I don't know. It's just, it's so, I think it's just, it's so sad because there are a lot of people that, uh, that don't know that Mm. those just the, the, again, the spiritual physical repercussions of that, Yeah. because like, you know, like, and even you can't, 
there there is like just I, I think this is very very clear there's no such thing as casual sex oh that's just that's not but like there there's there's no like it doesn't matter like and if you have come to a point where it has become that because you've just become so numb to it oh yeah that I, it's like there, there is still, there's always still hope for you in Jesus name. And there, there, um, but it's, it's like, you got to recognize it's like that you become numb to it because it's just become, become normal. Like normal. Other than yeah, that, yeah. it is not, it is not casual. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's where, you know, in the bi- biological side, we we're ta- talking about of uh, ox- oxytocin. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know, oxytocin is a uh, bond- bonding chemical. Yeah. Um, a, a really just clear example of what, uh, what that is. It's like, uh, if a, if a woman is uh, breastfeeding a child, um, their oxytocin is released and that, be- that creates a bonding chemical, uh, bo- bo- uh, bonding between the mother and the child. Yeah. Right. And so, and it's, and it's really interesting because it creates a, um, a, a sort of bond between a mom and a child uh, and a baby that the dad can't, but it, I don't know, that's a lot of other, other family unit stuff. But the point is that, that same chemical is re- released when sex happens. Yeah. And again, that, it, that doesn't, doesn't matter if you're married and dating or not. Mm-hmm. It's some stranger. That's is what happening is happening to you to to you uh, and that other person. Mm-hmm. And when that does happen, that chem, that chemical was meant for the um, what's what's uh, what's it called um, when you when you get married you get married but then you consummate when you consummate okay, ma- yeah. marriage that was meant for consummating <laughs> marriage. Yeah, for consummating yeah. something f- that is a lifelong commitment. Maybe, yeah. And you're doing that on a one night thing. Mm. That is, that will not, that there's no way that cannot affect, affect oh, you. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? And so, and I think that, I think that's why, that's why we have a lot of, a lot of dating, dating problems nowadays. That, that's why, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're carrying, um, for a lot of pastors talk about this, like when you're going on from one person to the other, even, even if you're just dating, not, not even mm. not having uh, sex, you're, you're creating all these bonds, all these little bonds mm-hmm. yeah. with all these other, other people. And you, you listen. Nobody, nobody comes in into 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 marriage without ba- out without baggage. Yeah. But you, that, it, there, but you can you can come into mar- marriage with <laughs> with with a truck truckload or a motorcycle load. A motorcycle it's, load. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there's a you know um and and there's there's always there's always healing again in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, oh, yeah, think, I mean, I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, like with with with, with our age today, like the reason why people are indulging in it because they don't know what sex is. Yeah. Right. Because like. Like, let's be aware, sex is a good thing. I know some churches would be like, oh, let's not talk about sex because, you know, it's, it's taboo. But no, it's not. It's not taboo. It's a sex is something that God created. It's 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 a yeah. gift. It's his gift to uh to to a man and a woman who is consummated by marriage. Yes. Right. Yes. But the thing is, it's like everything that God created can be used for evil. Yes. Right. So like, like I want to get like That's there's good. a good analogy here that I, that I, that I saw and it says like if you look at an electricity, right, it has a lot of purposes. It can power lights. It can power devices. All this kind of stuff. But when you use it in a wrong way, mm. it has bad consequences. Yep. So yep. it's the same thing with sex. Yep. Sex is meant for men and a woman yep. in marriage. And when it's used otherwise, there's a bad consequence behind it. We have what? Sexual transmitted diseases. We have sexual bonds, like spiritual bonds oh, yeah. and all these kinds of things. And whenever they're misused, the people who are indulging in it are basically experiencing the bad consequences of those things because it's, it yeah. wasn't used yep. on the right purpose that, that it, was, it was meant to use and that's why you know like a lot of people whenever the, you know especially I'm, I'm not 
I'm not isolating just girls here. There's mm-hmm. some extent that guys experience or, go, or goes through this. Sometimes the reason why breakup is a is is a terrible, terrible, like a horrible experience for some is because they had sex yep. before marriage. Mm-hmm. It, it, like once you had sex with someone, you formed that bond. Like we were just talking about the oxytocin. Like yeah. you formed that bond with that person. And once you're trying, you, once you start trying to like, you know, kind of like separate yourself from that person, it's hard. It's difficult yep. because you're you're not just physically bonded with that person, but you're also emotionally, yep. mentally, and spiritually bonded with them. And you trying to like, like separate yourself from that person is basically like you like trying to tear off like a like a uh, like a a gorilla glue you know like you know like like taking like taking like out of material like out of its supposed you know like place where it's supposed to be and i don't know like i don't know if that makes any sense but that's what happens with sex and i think and i think the reason why especially and don't get this wrong it is not just non-Christians that, that are going through this. Oh, absolutely. No. It's also Christians that do as well. There's, yeah. I'm not, what were we going to no, say? Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I, I would, I would really argue, argue to say there, there are more, there are more Christians going, going through, through this because it is, it is harder, it is harder to pursue and actually admit not just wrongdoing, but pursue, pursue healing mm. than it is just to live in sin. Living in yeah. sin, living in sin is easy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really easy. It'll destroy your soul, but you'll, you'll be, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it can be easy to, to live it, to live in that and make a home. But then once, if you, if it's, if you, uh, it's kind of like a, like a barrel, a barrel of a shotgun. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's interesting. You, the, you should never, ever put your f- finger inside for any reason, but specifically because they're, uh, the way the tread is made inside the barrel, it's really easy to stick your finger inside. Mm. But if you try to take it out, you're going to tear it. Ooh. And so that, and so that, I mean, that's really se- sexual sin, all, all those things. You, It's easy to fall into that. But once you try to go back out, mm-hmm. you're going to, and that's where that tearing, like you're talking about, that, mm-hmm. that tearing comes from those bonds you made, you made with all of yeah. those people, man. So, yeah. and so I know because I, I think, I think more Christians are, I, I pray that more non-Christians come to Christ and through healing through this, but the, those, but there are probably way more Christians actually dealing with the those repercussions those things because they're they're trying to get that mm-hmm. healing and they're tr- they're coming, coming yeah. to God. and we want to emphasize like we're not condemning those christians no, you know even non-christians we're not condemning y'all no, for like no, 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 indulging no. in sexual sin the reason i'm sorry oh, go ahead oh no sorry i keep on cutting you off. the reason why we created this episode or what we mm-hmm. we tried to like you know make this episode is because we want to provide a deeper understanding of what sex is yes because we know oh sexual sin it's bad for you to have sex before marriage. And some people will say, does that mean that God is hindering us from wanting to experience sex? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no. The reason why we call sex outside of marriage a sexual sin is because, first, we have to define what sin is, right? Sin is literally anything that goes against what God says. Yeah. God created sex on purpose as a gift again. We're going to emphasize this throughout the whole podcast. Sex is God's gift yes. for man and woman in marriage. And when it's used outside of that, that's when it becomes a sin. When you say no, I'm going to define sex in my own terms. That's when it becomes a sin. That's when we give birth to fornication, sexual uh, homosexuality, yep. um, addiction to, porno- to pornography and lust. All these kinds of stuff. Like the, like the reason why we call these certain things sexual sin is because they're outside of God's purpose of what of what he intended sex to be you know so before we and the before we get 
in deep into this, but do you have anything else to say, Joe? Man, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. And I think, and like, I just want to emphasize to you, like you're saying, like, this is not to con condemn mm -hmm. or act like we're, we're, we we're coming from a place of un trying to come from a place of understanding yeah. because, because I don't care who, who you are. The Bible, the Bible says, even if you looked upon a woman with lust, looked upon a woman with lust, you have committed adultery in your heart. Yeah. I don't care. Everybody, everybody has done, done that. Everybody. Oh, yeah. So they're like, nobody, nobody's clean here. Nobody. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter if that's the only thing you've ever, ever done or if you've gone, gone, you know, if you, you've had sex with other people and mm -hmm. we're all, we are all here pursuing God. Yeah. That, then we're all sinners. We're yeah. all. And so we're actually going to touch on that later, but, um, but first, um, so we have three things. I would say maybe three things okay. that are, that are, tied into like what sexual sin is, mm -hmm. is that is a uh, fornication, mm -hmm. homosexuality, lust slash pornography. So Joe, do you want to dive in first to fornication? Yeah. So what do you, yeah. what do you think fornication is? So I, I guess like uh, my, my idea of just fornication, just really simply is just sex before, uh, sex before marriage. Yes. And, and that would be, I mean, sex, sex before marriage. I mean, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what, what, a, what age, you know, whatever, if it's between, between a man, man and woman, you're, there's no ring, ring on that. And, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're engaged to, to, mm. if you're engaged in having sex, you're still at still sex before marriage. Really? And you so, think that's uh, that's bad? Oh, abs I mean, absolutely. Why? I mean, aren't you like, aren't they like on their way to get married anyway? So why not do it? They're on, they're on, they're on their, they're on their way. Well, but that, that's like, that's like saying, saying like, oh, I'm already ahead, ahead, ahead in the, the race. So I already won. So I'm just going to step, step aside. Like, no, you didn't, you didn't go to the finish line. You didn't win. <laughs> there's, there, there's a technicality here, mm. you know? It's so it, there's a, you you can't and just by just by saying you're on your you're on your way that's so wildly ir irresponsible and I w I want to have grace grace understanding for those because here's I've I've never been, been engaged I cannot imagine where you're so close there's you've 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 made a commitment to them and you're like oh well we're already gonna get mar married anyways so and I have this love for them so mm. like you know whatever but don't 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 do that you you made a commitment, but you haven't made the commit the commitment. Yeah. You still have not become 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 one. That's good. You still have not not been married. You have not said before God and everybody Ooh, there you that go. I love this person. I'm mm. and that and if here's the thing, if you are if you are trying to do that before marriage, I'm not saying that you're only marrying them for that for that reason, but it's just you're wanting you're again you're you're wanting the reward without doing doing the work yeah you know and yeah. and so and uh but yeah no, no yeah that's... i'm so glad you said that like um like you haven't said your vows to god yes. yet because people will say well we already said our vows to each other but not before god it, it ain't about you <laughs> yes exactly oh, come on you better say it. no yeah you're right you haven't done it before god because that's yeah. the purpose of marriage yes because we have to think of and again we might touch on this topic when, whenever we get to marriage, but marriage is a picture of our relationship with God, right? It's in, it's in Ephesians five. I want to read a Bible. Please. Actually, I just want to. But before we get to that, do you have anything to add, Joe? Man, I I think you know I I think it's I think I just want to say like you know fornication like I don't know I just want to extend grace and understanding those again because there there's probably a lot of people that grew like they grew up where it was nor it was just it was that was just normal you know in their household you know yeah. or looking at other older siblings like oh well they they did it and they're they're fine you know and they're happy you know and stuff and yeah I don't know man it's it's not easy dude it's it not easy nope no yeah so 
So in Ephesians 5, it really talks about like what a picture of marriage is supposed to look like, right? Mm-hmm. It's the um, it's when um, when the wives submit to their husbands and so is the husband submit to, to their wives. It's a picture of what Christ did for us. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and one of the things that I love about that passage is like it, te- it basically tells us that, you know, a husband should lay down his life for his wife. So that like, you know, it imitates what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. Jesus laid down his life for us. So is the wife. The wife must submit to to her husband very much like how we, we are the bride of Christ. We should submit to our, like the wives should submit to their husbands yeah. because that is, that is the picture of the church. So what happens if you had sex before marriage mm-hmm. is that you are saying to God mm-hmm. that I have a different picture of what a true relationship, quote unquote relationship is supposed to look like that is outside of like, you know, like my relationship with God and all the kinds of stuff. But like, I think whenever we decide for ourselves that, you know, no, I'm going to do this. I want to create this. I want to, I want to indulge in this mm. because who is God to say that I cannot enjoy sex outside of marriage? Cry out loud. God created sex. What, how would you say that? How dare does he, you know, to, and, 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 and again, we get into a rabbit hole of like, well, this is my body. Oh yeah. Right. So I could do whatever I want. If that applies to, again, this might, t- this might trigger some people. If that applies to you, then I guess that applies to all sexual predators out there. Oh yeah. Maybe I guess that applies to all rapists out there. They have this sexual desires in their hearts. Why don't do their, why don't, why don't do they do their thing? Right, it's yeah. okay for them. To, I mean, like they're just following their body, right? It's it's what I feel. So it's, exactly. It's, uh, yeah. But the things with sex, you always counting that person's needs mm-hmm. first, right? You're always counting that person's desires and pleasure first before yourself, because that's how God intended. It. Like even again, we are not qualified to talk about no. this, but we have like some biblical standards and some biblical yes. outlines that God has provided for us that sex is a service. To it's a service that you do for your spouse. It's a service that you do so that you can please him, please them. And again, it forms both of you guys. Yes, yes. And once you do that outside, once you use that as a birthday gift for someone you are not married to, dude, what the heck? Like yeah. <laughs> you're you're basically put you're basically putting yourself in a situation that's gonna that's and that's gonna end up you hurting. Yeah, because that's not how God intended it to be. And you're, you're, and, and from what, what you're saying too, of like, you know, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not committing to act, act of service for them. You're doing it for yourself. Do it for yourself. And if you're yeah. doing it for, for yourself and you're treating some, somebody else like, like a cup of water, you're just taking stuff, stuff out of it. Exactly. Out. Yes. And that, that's where, and I think what you're talking about too, the difference between lust and love. Mm. Lust, it's not, it's not just, it's lust is not just simply a, oh, I see somebody, they're attractive. I want to go, go after them or, or whatever. Um, it's, it really is. It's a, um, I'm trying to fulfill my needs mm. and I'm not worried, worried about theirs. No, oh, yeah. You know, you're treat you're treating that person like, like a car or house or any sort of item that you use on the daily for yourself. Yeah. We're actually going to talk about that later. Dang. So no, you're good. You're no, good. No. That's a good addition. Cause we're going to go back to that. And then there, and so that's lust, but love, like you're saying, like you're saying is it's an act of service. It's for them. Yeah. That's where, and and this is where I get so like frustrated myself because I forget it sometimes and like stuff like that. And I think, I think we all do, but it's like, 
the, and, and, and to what you're saying, it's like, how, how are we, um, how can we be so arrogant to go against what God designed? And when God designed, designed like in this act of service, a love, if there are two people, they both have needs. If they try, try, if they don't try to fulfill theirs, but let the other person fulfill, fulfill their needs mm-hmm. to where they're insufficient in, yeah. then it brings them together. But if yeah. you try to just hold on to your own, it's going to pull you for, further. For doorway. Yeah, that's true. But, that's facts. So we got fornication there. Done. I would rat say, salt. yeah, rats. <laughs> solve, yeah, solve. We, 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 try, we, <laughs> we try to like tread carefully on that. And here's the oh thing. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. Towards the very end, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to like, we're going to offer hope for you guys. Yes. But we got, but before we get to the hope and the good news, yeah. we have to go and deal with the harsh things, the dirtiest things yep. and the bad news. Yep. Right. So it's good. We just, we just finished fornication. Let's proceed to the other one, homosexuality. Woo. Are you excited for that, Joe? Let's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I would argue that a lot of pastors and churches talk about this because this is not something they go they go through. Oh yeah, that's why they're comfortable talking about it, and it ends up the the people who struggles or deals with homosexuality it ends up them hurting yeah. rather than them hearing the gospel and being changed by the Holy Spirit through the gospel. So let's address what homosexuality is. So Joe, what do you know about so homosexuality? So homosexuality, just simply de- simply defined from my understand, is uh, the uh, the lo- love of uh, re- of a romantic relationship between a man and a man, or a wom- woman and woman and woman. Yeah. And uh, and I would say, and it doesn't. Uh, I would say this one. Okay, so this is a bit different okay. because I don't. This sin doesn't necessarily um, have to mean sex. I don't. Okay. It, I, I think that I, you know it's and that that's where and maybe 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 I'm wrong in that. I but maybe I, you were, I depending I, where you're I, going I, with this, Joe. <laughs> well, I would say because you're again like you're like there's probably like there's there like there could be a lot of you know uh, you know like you know just rom- romantically involved like hom- homosexual uh, couples, but they're living for God and so they're like oh we're not having sex so like we're um, we're okay mm. and so and so I I would say I would say I just want to say clearly for that 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 you're probably you are. Living, living, living in sin. Even if you aren't having sex, mm-hmm. homosexuality. It's not. It's not just having sex between a man and a man or, or a woman and a woman. It's um, yeah. being, being, just being romantic, romantically involved as well. No, yeah, because um, we have to understand that homosexuality. I might, I might get canceled for this. I don't care, because <laughs> no, seriously, because um, even doctors today they oh, are gosh. being like canceled or being. I would say. Um, persecuted for saying that dealing with homosexuality is a form of gender dysphoria yeah and whenever doctors say that they get canceled they lose their license which by the way gender dysphoria is a real thing oh yeah so is body dysphoria all these kinds of stuff they are mental illness and like we talked about mental health with mac remember Mm -hmm. And, and Max said in that podcast that the problem with today is that instead of dealing with the illness, instead of dealing with the problem, we tell and we affirm and say, no, you are what you feel. Oh, yeah. You are what you, who you think that you are. So what happens there? Of course, they're going to accept that and they're going to live with that. So what? And then after that, they're going to they're going to go and live the lives that they want to live. And sometimes it ends up them hurting. And who's at fault of that? Right, mm-hmm. it's the, it's those people who says no, yeah, do whatever you want to do. It's like you're leading them towards destruction. You're leading them towards the wrong thing. And here's the thing: I just want to clarify because I have, 
I have friends who listen to this podcast who are indulging homosexuality. They're not Christians, but they listen to this podcast. Do I consider them my friends? Yes. But like, the thing is, it's like with, with, with gender dysphoria, like you said, it's more than just sex. Like, we have to understand sin is not just something that you do. Sin is something that lies underneath your heart. Yeah. Right? Then Jesus said that like, um, um, it's not what comes into the body that defiles a person. It's what come out of his mouth that yes. came from his heart. Yes. Our yeah. problem is not a do issue. It's not an intelligent issue. It's a heart issue. So for us, when we say that, you know what? God intended something and no, you know what? I'm going to define what good is for myself or what I'm going to define what bad is for myself. So I would say maybe having sex outside of marriage is a good thing. So maybe having sex with someone with uh, with the same sex is a good thing because I define what good is, what what is right and what is wrong. And Joe, where in scripture do you say that? Where, where in scripture do you see that? <laughs> no. No, I'm talking about oh. like like defining what is right and what is wrong. Oh, oh, I thought I thought you were saying my no. bad. I thought you were saying something. No, no I mean, uh, I mean, ev- ev- everywhere, everywhere, yeah. But you saw that first in the garden, mm. right? Mm-hmm. When Adam and Eve was taking the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's when, like you know, like the I think um, the serpent there tempted them that you will know what is good, yeah. and will know what is evil, and you will be like God, because the underlying of that sin is that if you have the desire to be like God or to be equal with God, that's a sin. But at the same time, you want to be so autonomous to the point that you want to define what is good and what is evil for yourself. So that's what I think where I'm going with this is that, you know, with homosexuality that and, and, and sex outside of marriage and even lust, that falls under that same category. Yeah. Um, I'm even aware that there are, there are people there that struggles with homosexuality, with gender dysphoria. Who are legit Christians? Oh, absolutely. I would argue because gender dysphoria, that's a real struggle. I have, so my mom, like, um, she has this best friend from in the Philippines who is struggling with homosexuality, but he's not married to anybody. Mm. He's not, he's mm. not acting on indulging and having sex with, with the same sex because he is aware that it was a sin. So what does he do? He, abs- he abstain from those things, from sex. Dang. There are people that 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 are famous in the Philippines again, like <laughs> that that are struggling with homosexuality, and yet they still married someone with the opposite sex. Why? Because they know that's what marriage is supposed to look like. We're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. So what they do is that they deny themselves and follow God. Wow. Now that's a type of self-sacrificial thing, especially when you're dying to yourself. You're yes. dying to your own desires. That's the type of commitment. And that's something that we lack nowadays. It's because oh, yeah. the, 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 the thing that we tell modern culture, especially Gen Z, Gen Alpha, that, hey, you do what you want. You do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself, right? That's the, that's the type of culture that we live in now. So what happens there is that we, we allow these people to indulge in homosexuality. We, ad- we allow these people to have sex outside of marriage. We allow these people to what, watch pornography and watch... All kinds of stuff, oh, yeah. right? Because we just want to be, oh, quote unquote, loving. Like, dude, that is doing that. Letting, allowing those people is not loving at all. That is not loving. So do you have anything to add wow. to that? 
Man, no, I would say no. I just want to second, second every everything you said, and just you know, I mean, it really, it really isn't. It, it like affir- affirmation is not is not love. Mm-hmm. Aff- like a- affirming, but affirming what is true to the to the gospel that that, yeah. that is love. I also want to add because some people are going to say, well, homosexuality is not really in the Bible. Like, um, even the word homosexual oh, yeah. was not a word until like a couple of years ago. But the idea in Romans one even in Leviticus, of like having sex with the same sex um, is a sin, right? Mm. So, sorry, guys. So in Romans 1, starting in verse 24, it says, Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to disobedience to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the man likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Like even that saying like, like that, that's, just, that's God giving up to their own fleshly desires, like having sex with the same sex. Like, you don't have to f- look for homosexuality in the Bible, just like how you don't like, you don't look for the word Trinity in the Bible, yeah. but you see the idea here that God defines homosexuality as a sin. So do you have anything to add to that, Joe? I, I just want to add that he's pulling that out of, out of Romans in the new Testament, mm-hmm. uh, not old Testament. Yeah. Um, and so, Oh, so you're saying you want me to look over the no, Le- no, Leviticus? No, 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 <laughs> okay, no, sorry. no, 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 I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying to add to your point. Cause that that's because it's new Testament. That's under, uh, that's under the new co- covenant. Uh, they're going to say, and Oh, so, so like the, the old Testament is like, that's yeah, not, it was different. It was yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's like, no, no, you don't, you don't get, um, well, and I just wanted to add to what you're saying too, of like, you know, those people like dying, dying to themselves and those, those things. It's like, here's the thing. If you are, no matter if you are straight, straight or hom- homosexual, mm. you don't get away scot-free in the pursuit of Christ oh, of, yeah, no. of not, you, you have to, there's something you sacrifice. Exactly. And, and to those people who are, are hom- hom- like who are homosexual and they have, have those, those feelings, why you have, have those feelings and why God, God would, uh, why that would be your burden to bear. And have to sac- sacrifice that? Mm. I have no clue. No, no clue. I really don't, and I I'm sorry. I really yeah. am. Because same thing with all kinds of mental illness. Oh like, my gosh! You know, like, yeah. Like if you know, because it's part of our broken world. Yep. Right. Gender dysphoria, anxiety, depression, all these kinds of mental health, like mental illnesses, they're part of our broken world. We experience it. Right. So it's the same. I would I would argue it's also the same with gender dysphoria yep. or homo- homosexuality. Um, that though. It's a thing. It's a real thing that r- real people deal with. It doesn't mean that you have to identify yourself with that. No, right? that that is you're at, you, the, the part part of when you come to Christ and you um you accept you accept him, you repent of your sin. You're not just repent you're not just repenting of your sin, you're repenting of your former identity. Yeah. Cuz that former identity is in your sin. Mm-hmm. Cuz that yeah. But no, no, that's that's pretty No, cuz like the problem is it's like if they are diagnosed with that or like they feel like, yeah, I'm attracted to the this person, you start to embrace that. Yes. Rather than like, okay, hold on, wait just a sec. That's not that's not what God intended. So even with depression, like depression is also a type of suffering that we go through. It's not yep. normal. It's not going going to be normal for us to have depression, but it's something that we go through, but we don't identify ourselves with depression. 
So is with homosexuality. We don't identify ourselves with that same thing. No. Because number one, that is not God who says you are, especially if you're a Christian who has been born again. God says that you are his, that you are a new creature in Christ. Yeah. So why would you identify yourself with, with your feelings? Don't. Identify yourself with the truth that he died for you, that you are a child of God. You're, you I would I would say like not identifying yourself. If you are identifying yourself in homosexuality, you are holding yourself short mm-hmm. of such a greater life that God has for you. Yeah. And and just here's the thing: if you are homosexual and coming to Christ, victory doesn't necessarily mean you getting married to the opposite sex. Mm. That's that no, doesn't no, that doesn't no. that doesn't necessarily no. mean victory. I'm so happy for those people that that happened, but that that doesn't that does not. You are not, that is not a requirement so that you can be accepted in the body of Christ. It's like, oh, okay, you're not homosexual anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that, that's not how this works. You are, you are uh, accepted in the body of Christ because you are a son or a da- daughter yeah. of Christ. That is who, who you are. And we that's want true. to remind you and tell you who, who that is. Mm-hmm. And as the body of Christ, it is our responsibility to help, help each other with our burdens. Yeah. And, and, and not because here's, it's not um, for, I think it's, I think it's so difficult because there are more people dealing with for, fornication than there are people dealing with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So we're understanding people fornication because most of us have all dealt, dealt with yeah, it in yeah, some yeah, form yeah. manner. Yeah. But there, uh, but yeah, no, with homosexuality, it's like, there's not much understanding. So no, it's yeah. like, as the body of Christ, I just like, and as, uh, as we're both in different churches, but we're the same community, just mm. if you are reaching out to community and they're rejecting you and you are, you are pursuing Christ, but they're rejecting you because of your sin. That's not where God, mm. God wants you. Uh, God wants you to repent of your sin, but he wants you in, in community. Amen. Don't, you know, Thank so, you, Joe. Yes. Dude. By the way, we speak of church. We going Man. to talk to y'all here in a minute <laughs> after this, after this. Cause dude, in a I'm, minute. no, cause I'll, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like the more I start to, be around church and around churches, plural, church as a whole. I think we've mistreated some of these people, people that deals with yes. this sin of fornication, sin of homosexuality, sin of lust and pornography. Like, dude, we have done such a bad job at taking care of these individuals that oh, need gosh. help. There's yeah. a there's a quote that I saw that Tobin actually shared a couple months ago that it says that people that deal with sexual sin, the people that deal with homosexuality, all these kinds of stuff, they're not the enemies of the church. They are our mission. Yes, yeah, they're the hurt, they're the hurting. Exactly. They're the hurting. We should be going to them and preaching to them the gospel, yes. not condemnation. Of course, at some point you're going to tell them like, hey, this is where you're going, but God saved you. So anyways, we're going to talk to you all here in a minute. We're going to finish our point here real quick. But we got time. But, <laughs> we got time. But uh, uh, okay, so the last thing, sexual yeah. sin of pornography and lust. <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, so like there's, I would argue, I think I told you this, I, I would argue in our, in our generation, there's probably, it's like, if there's a bar graph, it's like, all right, here's how much is, has dealt with like, you know, for, fornication. There's, you know, probably much, you know, homosexuality. It's probably gr- growing. And then here's the bar graph of like everybody that's dealt with, you know, lust and pornography. Dude, yes. It's just, it's too easy. It's too easy. It's way too easy. It's accessible for literally anybody. So, yes. Kids, kids, dude. Kids. Kids. Like young adults. Even people in marriage, they suffer through these. And that's something that I think most of us don't want to admit to ourselves, even pastors. Because pastors, like, again, not... Not, I am not generalizing all pastors, but some pastors... (laughs) Every pastor has... They will talk about about homosexuality Mm. and start condemning these people and, like, emphasize on you, like, hey, this is a bad sin. Mm. And not talk about lust, 
right? There's a there's a quote or a verse in Second Corinthians or Corinthians, I think, where it says like, you know, like, you know, all these things are abomination to God, you know, like uh, fornication, you know, like um, um, homosexuality, sexual morality, lie, uh, lying, adultery, all this kind of stuff. There's a list of sins there. And majority of the time they focus on the on the word homosexuality, mm. but they don't focus they just, on the sins. They don't focus on other sins that that is said there, right? I'm sorry, Joe. You gonna say something? No, I was no just just real real quick. So I want you to keep going. Um, I no, but to um with uh like what you're saying, like and how they they focus on homosexuality. It's mm. like the core of all this sexual sin is lust. Oof, that is dude, that yeah. is the that is the base of what our sin is, is in se- sexually. You know, so it's just, it's so funny that they would they would focus they're focusing at tree branch when they're not looking at the trunk. You know, so it's just it's really I just Dang. think it's so funny. But sorry, keep continue. Bro, your no, saying. you're right. For some of y'all, you're like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm gonna read it for y'all. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's just like I got receipts. <laughs> so, First uh, Corinthians six, verse nine mm-hmm. says, "Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral." Yep nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Joe, quick quiz. (laughs) How many sins you heard there? A lot. A lot. A lot. But the problem is we focus so much on the homosexuality and we don't focus on the what the adulterers, the sexually moral, like, and the, and, the, and where I'm getting at here is that lust is also, like you said, it's under that umbrella. Yes, it's yes. Like, like what we, what we talked about here earlier, like sin is not just a do thing; it's a heart issue. Yep. Right. So, pastors, at some point, please, if you're dealing with that, be sure that hey, you yes. got this fixed first before you start talking about homosexuality, because again. These people are hurting. These yes. people are going through a struggle of homosexuality and you talking, condemning them, condescending them is you basically saying that, okay, I saw a log on someone's eye. Yep. I'm going to take that out while you still have a speck in your own. Pastors, please do a heart check first before you do this and start condemning and condescending these people without offering mm. them the gospel. Do this first. Self-reflection. Take a speck out of your own eye before you take a log of your out, out of someone's. But basically, pornography and lust. Man, all of us, whether you're a man or a woman, we go through that. Oh my gosh. And the problem is, is not. I'm gonna I'm gonna be be straightforward here. The problem is not the porn industry. They're part of the problem. Yeah. But they're just a symptom to the problem. Yep. They're not the root of it. The problem is us. Because whether we, whether there's pornography or not, dude, we're going to find our way to f- gratify our own selves. Yes. Right? And they're not right. There are some instances, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to talk about someone else. I'm going to talk about myself. Okay? Because the point of this podcast is for us to be real, to be authentic. Yep. If there's someone that I can condemn and someone that I can expose someone's sin, that'll be me. My sin is that sometimes, although that, yes, I take pornography out of the picture. Dude, your thoughts is also a terrible place to be in. Your thoughts about someone, about your thoughts about that girl that you're lusting over, that's a problem too. Like, even like you not watching pornography and you thinking about doing things with someone, 
sexually. Jesus says that's an adult. That's a that's that's you indulging in adultery. And I'll be honest with y'all, I've been part of that. I am the biggest adulterer of, of them all. Because even though there are times when I take pornography out of the picture, man, those pictures, those scenarios in oh. my head, they're here. They're there. And the battle is difficult. Like for people who are dealing with homosexuality, though we, are, we don't go through the exact same problem, we are fighting the same battle. It's the battle of our minds, trying to gratify our own fleshly desires. I'm going to kid you not. Like the battle might seem like you're always going to lose. The battle might seem like you're always going to fail and going to fall short. That's nothing. <laughs> Motion sensor. But, uh, but, um, but, but the thing is, is like even though those things happen, even though you fall short and you fail, if you are in Christ, you are a new creature. As long as you go through Christ, you go to Christ, regardless of how bad your sin was, you're going to be forgiven in his eyes. Now, take note of this. I'm going to read something from Romans 6 or Romans 5, towards the very end of Romans 5, okay? Now the law, starting in verse 20, now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Mm. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also must reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, you might say, oh, beautiful, right? So sin, so sin, grace abounds. That means I can continue in sinning, right? Romans 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We will bury therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So just because you've been forgiven in Christ does not mean that you have to continue in sinning. The problem is, is that I, I, I'm really praying and I'm hoping this is the case for all of us who battles with lust. Your love for that sin changes whenever you are in Christ. Yes. If you are in Christ, I 100% guarantee you that you will hate that sin. And if you don't, we pray that God will give you a new heart. But as long as you hate that sin, that you want to continue to die to that sin, that you want to put that to death, even to the point that you just, okay, I'm going to be honest with you all here. That there are times, sorry, my, my, my lips are dry. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. But, oh my gosh, okay. But there are times, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. Like I hate lust, addiction to pornography so much to a certain extent that one time I prayed to the Lord, God, can you just kill me? <laughs> Like, God, can you just, I want to die. Because I know that if I die, I'm not going to sin against you anymore. Like, God, like, I, I've prayed. I've come to the altar. I've tried so many, so many things. Why are they not working? Why am I not still, why am I still going back? I hate it. Can you just take my life? And there's a, there's a passage in Romans 7 that 
that really gave me a lot of strength facing and facing this battle of lust. It says here. I'm sorry. Um, so good, man. Sorry, in verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Mm. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it, it is good. So now it is, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of, um, of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And this is the best part. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. That's us. We could not do in the flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Romans 7 and Romans 8 Jeez. is one of my go-to, especially if I think about lust and if I fall. I know that right now, this is not our glorified body. Right now, we might be delivered from it. Praying, praying that Joe, you and I, as also some of you guys are struggling with, with lust and pornography, that we all get delivered from this struggle. Yeah. But even if he doesn't, because we still live in a broken world, we have a, we have, we have a hope that we could look forward to, that whenever Christ comes back, we get our new bodies where where we are we will be unable to sin anymore mm. and that's something that is Jeez. looking forward to i am looking forward to that and the thing is it's like the, the reason why you're saying oh well why 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 are you saying the battling pornography battling lust just give into it like no cuz lust is not just you accepting for yourself that you know i'm, I'm going to do what i want i'm going to commit to the desires of my flesh you lusting someone is basically degrading and devaluing mm. that person. Yep. Like that person that you are lusting over is made in the image of God. And you have to understand that once you indulge in that sin that you lust over that person, you're saying, no, that person is not made in the image of God. They're just an object. Look what you're saying earlier, Joe. Mm. They're just an object to meet the to meet my ends, to meet my desires, to meet my own happiness. 
That's what, you, that's what you're saying whenever you lust over that person. That's what you're saying whenever you watch the pornography video. That's what I say whenever I, I indulge in these sins. Is that though I have these desires, one of the ways I battle it is that I talk to myself out loud, like literally out loud. You are looking at that person as an object. And that really changes something in me. Like whenever I say that out loud, it, it, it kills me. Terrence, I'm, I fail because I'm like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. All in selfish desire, but God's grace is still sufficient in that because I know that I hate doing that. I know that I'm saved by Christ. I know that my love for that sin is not, it's not real. I hated it, you know, but that's what happens whenever we lost over someone. There's a, there's a book called uh, Death to Porn by Ray Ortland. Highly recommend to all guys. I don't know if there's a book or a tool specifically for girls, but I know for guys, this is this really changed my view of what pornography is. But pornography basically, or porn websites, is you going to a building that is filled with sex rooms and you passing through these sex rooms is you looking at these women or even men as an object to gratify your own desires. They're not real people. You don't even know their story. Because sex, like what we're talking about, sex is to for you to bond with that person. Sex is for you to kind of like actually know that person. As a matter of fact, like in, in the Bible, like the 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 definition for sex is tie into the to the word know. Wow. Right? Like when 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 the Bible says that that Joseph knew Mary. Right? Or, or or Adam knew Eve. That's what sex is. So whenever you indulge in sexual sin with pornography, you're technically kind of knowing that person, but you're not really. Jeez. And and I'm talking to me right now. Like that's something that I have to remember if I enter into a porn website. I'm walking in to a place where I see women and men devaluing themselves as image bearers. And what happens there is that when we devalue someone's um, someone's image, someone's value, we're kind of like indulging in sexual harassment, sexual abuse. Because we're abusing, again, this we're abusing sex, the very thing that God has gifted us for marriage. So whenever you indulge in fornication, whether if that's consent, like consensus, uh, um, consensual, you're indulging in homosexuality, or you're indulging in lust slash pornography, you are indulging in sexual abuse because you are devaluing that person who is someone who's made in the image of God. And I'm talking to myself right now. That's what happens because. For us to acknowledge that they're made in the image of God, we have to acknowledge that the sex is only can only be act with them within the covenant of marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the bad news. That's the worst part about that. Dude, I indulge, and I'm going to say this, I indulge in that sexual abuse. Like for some people that don't know, again, this is us being real right now. I'm not a virgin. 
had sex before marriage before a couple times. Looking back at it right now, I know for a fact that I devalued those people. I devalued those women. I know for a fact that when I go to pornography, I devalue those people. And to be quite frank, just to be brutally honest with y'all right now, with all the things that I just said, I sexually abused them. Oh, yes, it's consensual. But I abused the sex that God has had that God has created for 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 marriage only. So therefore, I abused the sex, I sexually abused them. So it's with pornography. That's what happens. I sexually abuse them. So who am I now? According to the law, I commit adultery. Well, they're not married, but like lust, right? Right? Like Jesus said, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery. So therefore, in the eyes of God, through the law, I am an adulterer. And there's more sins than that. But the matter, the fact of the matter is, Jesus knew what he was buying on the cross, right? There was this, um, there was this um, video that I watched as a, it, it was a, it was a sermon by Matt Chandler, and and Matt Chandler was basically saying or telling a story about his past experience with this college ministry, and he was with this friend who is a 26 year old single mother. Yeah, he went with her just to see what kind of ministry she's in. And there were there was this preacher that went up to upstage. And and this preacher was preaching on sex. So Matt Chandler was taken aback and he was like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm kind of this is kind of this this is this is gonna be good. <laughs> and then and then this preacher starts talking about sex. He's very fear-mongering. He says, Oh, if you don't want if you want to have sex, you don't want to have syphilis, don't you? Don't, don't, then don't have sex. All this kind of stuff. But prior to that, he, he lifted up this rose and he says, look at this rose. It's beautiful. It smells good. So he gave it to one of the congregants. He says, I want you to smell this rose. I want you to, I want you to touch it. I want you to feel, I want you to feel its texture and I want you to pass it around. So he did that. And throughout the whole sermon, this guy's talking, but just fear mongering type of sex. And Matt Allen was just like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? This is not... Fruitful, this is not encouraging at all. This is not a building. What are you doing? And whenever he wraps up the sermon, he was like, okay, so where's my rose? Where is it? Where, where's my rose? I want to see it. And this guy like handed him the rose. And this guy in his big crescendo, like his point is to lift up the rose and it's all jenkined up. It's all like the, the petals are falling off and the stems are kind of broken. The branches kind of messed up. And he lifted up the rose and says, now who would want this? Who would want this rose? And Matt Chandler was so angry that he's so, he wants to kill him type of anger that it takes all of him not to say, Jesus wants the rose. Yep. Yep. Like that's the point of the gospel that Jesus wants the rose. That he made him who knew no sin to be sin so that in, in him we might become the righteousness of God. And Matt Chandler was saying, like, you're not even teaching the basic mm. principles of our faith. Now, how does that tie into our topic today? Like, Jesus wants the rose. Whether if you indulge in fornication, had sex before marriage, or had indulged in homosexual activities with men and women, or maybe even lusted in pornography. 
you are not too dirty, too broken enough for Jesus not to want you. Like you are that rose. Like even though you're all janked up, all broken, all no, Jesus wants oh, you. Yeah. Jesus wants the rose. He wants to heal you. He wants to embrace you. He wants to like, like wrap you around his arms and says like, you're healed. Your sin is forgiven. That's what, that's what the gospel is. That's what Jesus died on the cross for you. You see how dirty the cross was? You see how bro, like how, how messy and how, how brutal that was? That's the picture of us. Oh, yeah. That's us. And Jesus took that place for us. So right now, like if like Joe, like this, this, I'm I'm t- I'm telling this to us right now. Like even listeners, like I'm getting a lot of this, dude. You're, you're <laughs> like amazing. this is this is this is the gospel. If you're if you think, if I think, if if you think, Joe, if some of y'all listeners think that you are too broken for God, you're too dirty for God, that you think that God is disappointed in you, it's that good, you've indulged good. in these things. No, you're not disappointing God. The purpose of the cross is that God knew you're going to fail. So now come to him. We're going, we're going, we're going to go back to the, our episode of rest. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus says, come to me, all of you labor. He didn't just say labor. All of you who labor and are heavy laden, heavy laden. Come to me and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to let y'all know that Jesus' yoke is easy. Oh, man. He wants you to come to him, find rest in the truth that you are a new creature in Christ once you put your faith in him. That's what happens. Like this, all these things that we just talked about, I would argue all of us, all of us, every single one of us who are in this podcast, listening listening to this podcast, not listening to this podcast, we have indulged in this sin. But the beauty about this is that none of us are too far from God. Believe, repent, and believe in the gospel for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Ethan said this in, in the past episode. The word repent is a beautiful thing. It's not because it's something that we have to do. It's something that we get to do. Because of Christ, we get to repent because Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. We get to repent without suffering the consequences of our own actions. He already did. Amen. That's that's what we get to do. This is the point, and this is, and right now we're going to talk to the church because we have done a bad job at offering the gospel to these people. Like what I said earlier, like Matt Chandler's experience was just a fraction of what the church is doing. We are not telling them what sex is. We're not telling them what sex does to someone who is who's indulging it outside of marriage. At the same time, we are not telling them that, hey, you're not too far from God. Come to him. He's not too far from you. Because sometimes what we do is like whenever someone indulges in all these sexual sins, what we do is like we tend to we tend to push them away from God rather. We, 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 we try our very best to make Christianity seem like an unattainable thing, mm. which in reality, it's not. It's not. Like when you're, once you're convicted of your sin, 
that's actually the Holy Spirit working in you. That's an invi- con- conviction is an invitation from the Holy Spirit. When you're feeling convicted, let yourself be convicted. Now come to God. Don't let conviction be the very thing that's going to stop you from going to God because that's not, that's, that's, that's not the purpose of the convictions is. That's what condemnation is. Condemnation is you stopping yourself from going to God. Conviction is the Holy Spirit's invitation for you to come to God. So when you're being convicted by the Holy Spirit, especially in, in the topic that we're talking about today about sexual sin, come to God. Come to God. Whether if you're indulging sex before marriage, come to God. Whether if you're indulging homosexuality and you kind of want to leave that place, come to God. If you indulge in lusting and pornography, devalued that person in the other side of the opposite side of that screen, come to God. Because like what the Joe, like what you're saying earlier, there's there's a beautiful thing waiting for them on the other side of that. Like you're not just saved by God. You were saved for God. And you're not just saved for God, but you're saved for your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ who's going to hear your story and it's going to encourage them because they, they will see what the gospel did to your life. They will see what the gospel does to your life right now. And I'm telling Joe, like even like even you, like if you fall under this sin, like don't feel like, again, I'm, I'm also talking to, to myself right now. Don't feel like you've surprised God or you've you've disappointed God or you're too bad for God. I'm gonna say you're not I'm we're not powerful enough to say that what Jesus did on the cross is not sufficient enough for us. We are not. No. You cannot outsin the power of the cross. That's the gospel. Sorry, y'all. I got I got oh man, no, I talk no, a lot I, of that. I, I no, you could not I don't you cannot have talked, represented, and uh, wrapped it up so beautifully. And uh, dude, no, the because that that row sermon, dude, is may if any, please any anybody like Mark already did the whole whole job right there. He did amazing and talk about it. If if you can't go find that sermon, to, uh, listen to it. Um, but no, because that that's really and because I, I you know it's like I, it's funny I forget and I really mm-hmm. appreciate that our yeah. when we talk. It comes back to this. It comes back to the gospel yes. of why Jesus died, 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 died mm-hmm. on the cross. Mm-hmm. He died. He died. He died for all all, all your sins. And yeah. there. And this. And this is. And and I think I'm so glad you talked about the way you did because there, are so many of us where, you and 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 it may, maybe it's not sexual sin, but I think sexual sin is the number. It's the number one shamed sin. Yeah. The no, like without a doubt that mm-hmm. is the number one that is pushed aside, um, whether it's homosexual fornication whatever, um, and. You you feel you feel shame and you yeah. feel feel dirty, but your dad, your fa- father, Abba, Jesus Christ says, "No, you come to me. Yeah. I will wrap you in righteousness. There is no other one. There's there's no one else that could do that. Yeah, that yeah. is only Jesus. Oh, yeah, no. Like we get we can get into the depths of like yeah, because like sexual morality is a is is a, you know all sins are done outside of the body, but. Mm. Sexual morality is just something that's inside. Oh yeah, which is real, right? So, and we have to keep in mind, Psalm fifty-one is one of my favorite psalms because it's David, who is after God's own heart, repenting of not just committing adultery, mm. but also murdering someone, and he says, "Clean me a new heart, O God." 
I have not sinned. I have sinned against you and you alone. Whenever you have that heart, that's an automatic, like, like confirmation that you it's, are the spirit. Like the yeah. spirit is in you mm-hmm. because someone who is dead in their sin, they're not going to react like that. Their initial reaction is, oh, I've sinned again. So how am I going to do it again? Right. But once you're in Christ, your response to sin is disgust. You're like, I, I, I failed my father again. Mm. But the thing is, don't be like the prodigal son who thinks that you that you have to think about like a a a, a sentence or an mm. apology letter to go to God before you do anything. What happened with the prodigal son? He he composed this thoughts and sentences on what he would say to his father. You know, like even if I just have to be one of your servants. But when he came back, mm. what did the king do? The king ran. Yes, ran to his son and wrapped him with his cloak or his robe. That's what Jesus does for us. Like you don't have to come up with a good prayer or come up with a good excuse. Come to God. Like that's, that's the gift that we get to have in Christ. Like regardless of what, what type of sexual sin you've committed, because who are we to stop you from running to God? Sometimes the only person that might be stopping <laughs> that might be stopping you from run, from running to God is yourself. Mm. Don't allow anybody, neither yourself, oh. to run to God and to find that healing, that reconciliation, and that deliverance. Again, like this whole thing that we're talking about, maybe, maybe this isn't. Maybe we're not gonna. Maybe we're not gonna get delivered. At this side of eternity. And I'm praying that we do. I'm praying that we do. But even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't. Let our weakness. Be a vessel. For us to preach to people. About the gospel. About how much God loves us. In spite of how weak we are. Because that will encourage them. Like oh my gosh. So I don't have to clean up myself. Mm -hmm. Before I go to God. Like no. The gospel is. We come to God because he will clean us. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty that we get to have as Christians. That's why we we are we are able to hate the sin continually. We're able to come to God repeatedly because of the gospel. And like what you said, Joe, earlier, we tend to forget about these things. Yeah. So remind yourself every day of the gospel. Surround yourself with community that honors God's name and loves and loves to preach the gospel nonstop because only through the gospel you will find hope and 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 comfort. But yeah. It's good, man. Dang. Do you have anything, Joe? <sighs> man, no, that's um no, Bark, thank you. Thank you today, dude. Like you've I just I can't thank you enough for willing to be vulnerable um with all this man you are you are a man of god you are son, son of god and you act act like that and you carry yourself like that thank you man and um i think i don't know man i just think i think it's just it's so i think i think we've all been reminded today on just the beauty of what jesus did on the cross yeah and um i don't know man i just think it's i think it's so it's so, it's so I like, it's not, it's not just awesome that mm-hmm. God did that. 
um, for our sins, for future sins yeah. that we've committed and, and everybody else here, here on yes. earth, past, present, future. But um, we also, we get to carry out that, out that work. Yeah. We get to go love on those people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and really, I just, I would just say it's like anybody listening. It's like, please, 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 please. Like when we always say this, find community. Yeah. When you're in that community, be active in that be community. Be active, yes. There are so many hurting people who at, like, you would be, you, it's surprise slash not surprise on the amount of people that are dealing with the same exact sin as you and they don't know Christ, but you yes. do. Tell them about him. Yes. And, and that, you know, and I hope, I hope we, I think, I think we really, Mark, you did amazing today, dude. Just thank you. Thanks, man. dude. Thank you, man. I'm actually kind of nervous you. about this. Dude, but. no, I, because <laughs> I've, no, because I've told, I'm I don't in. know, if, I don't know if we said this in the beginning, but like I've told Joe and I've told literally everyone, okay. like actually, like in our gospel community, like I asked him for prayer, like, hey, can y'all, we need someone to come to this. Yeah. Because we don't feel like we're qualified to talk about it. And the more I think about it, I feel like no one is qualified to talk about no, this. No, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, I, and, um, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you brought up like Matt Chandler and, and stuff and the stuff. Like the problem, the problem is, is that a lot of these people, they don't know what this stuff is hmm. or any, any, anything. And so I think, and a lot of this, we're trying to wake people up yeah. and to say, like, there's probably, like, there's probably are a lot of Christian, li- Christian listeners where they have a pastor that isn't willing to say enough like, Hey mm. guys, fornication is sin. And it's not, it's not just about listening. What is a sin? Not a sin live, living by the law. The goal is to live for Christ. And if Oof, you love G- yes. Jesus, you, you will follow, you will fo- follow his, follow his laws, yeah. you know? And so and it's a following, following his laws is a symptom of, lo- of loving Christ. Yes. You come, you come, come to on. his first, he clean, he cleans you. Dang. And you don't, you don't, you don't come to, you don't clean yourself up first, then cl- come to him. He, he cleans you. Mm. Um, doesn't matter how dirty. And, and we're, if, if you've committed a, a, like he said, like Mark had earlier in Corinthians, you are, you've, you've already si- signed yourself up, up for supposed, supposed hell, but he, he has sa- saved you from that. Saved so you, please yeah. come to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, Ugh. yeah, it's a. It's something that Joe and I talked about yep. for a long time, Very and we're long like, time. we don't feel qualified for this. I was scared. Did, <laughs> same, dude, no, same. Like, like I don't know. If, again, I don't know if I said here in a podcast. I'm probably said earlier about like I had a panic attack. Oh yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I had some past sins that I wasn't able to reconcile with, like those women that I told you about, Joe. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to them about that thing. Neither even when I came to Christ, because one of my fears, like, what if they, what if they hear this? Oh yeah, like they might think I'm a hypocrite. That's something that that was my fear, but I would say maybe if man, I wish I still have their contacts because I would reach out and like again, okay, if they are listening actually right now, like I want to apologize. Like you guys are made in the image of God, and I I repent and I apologize for y'all that I sexually abused your value as someone who's made in the image of God. And praise be to God that I am not who I once were. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read something from Galatians 2.20 and then maybe something that will hopefully, hopefully will help me out and mm-hmm. help you guys out as well. Galatians 2.20. Now, oh shoot, it's not 2.20, that's 3.20. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not 4.20, Mark. <laughs> yes, I'm kind of dys- dyslexic, but... I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if unrighteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. I'm, it, is not, it is I no longer who live, but Christ lives in me. So I want to apologize and address those women. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I've messed up and I've devalued you guys. And I know at some point that you guys are also dealing with the same sin that I dealt with. Come to Christ. If there's anything that we could do, please reach me out. Like, I would love to reconcile with y'all. I would awesome. love to talk to y'all and tell you about my God who delivered me. Um, But, yeah. So, I just want to, because that's, that's my biggest fear is like, no, them like no. maybe finding this and like, oh man, he's talking about sexual sin. You know, like, wow, he's a hypocrite, but. Yeah. Well, and and uh, like, I don't want to say this, Mark. Mark, one number one, that sin does not define you. That Thank you. and that does you got God defines you. He says you're a man. You are a man, and it takes a heck of a man to say something what you just said. Um, I I admire you a lot for everything you do. Um, but um, man, um, uh, that's just that's first of all, that's just powerful stuff. Sorry, I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a minute. I'm like, dang. Um, but um, you know, I I think um you know, in, in, uh, in recon in reconciling, um, like in, in all those things, uh, you know, that, that is an amazing thing. Um, sorry, I'm trying, trying to catch, yeah, my, good, ca catch my thoughts. Um, man. Um, but you know, I, I think, you know, that, you know, that sin, that sin does not, uh, I, again, just that sin does not define you. Um, but you, uh, no, just that uh, you're doing, doing the right thing. I think I was going to say something else, but I forgot. I, oh, so sorry, I'm sorry. Dude, sorry dude. I just thank <laughs> no. you for, for being, I would say non-judgmental. Oh man. Um, and I would say being still my friend, actually. Like I, I kid you not, like um, you inspire me. Oh, um, of like I, I'll say this nonstop, like how you treat people and and how you don't allow sin to define you. Um, yeah, dude. There, there are multiple times where like I feel. And uh, I told, I, I don't know if I told this to Michael, but I feel like I'm kind of jealous of you, Satavian and Michael, mm -hmm. kind of like, a, man, I cannot be the man of God. No. Like that. But there are times where like, the, like I know that's like the enemy. Yes. And, no, uh, that is. And the gospel is being reminded like, hey, no, we are all in the same level in Christ. And having this brotherhood with you, man, I'm just very grateful. Like I'm very grateful for you. Like, you have no idea how, like, for some of y'all that don't know, like, Joe is a very spiritual dude that I look up to. He says he looks up to me. I'll look up to him. Um, he has no idea um, how he's a man of God who is, he's a man of his family. Like, he, he's a, he, you can tell that, like, his dad is one of the most spiritual oh, people God. that I know. I love him. And I know that how God has blessed Joe with the reality that he inherited those things from his father. Um, single ladies, if you need any godly <laughs> man, this, this guy right here, I'm telling y'all. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joe, I just want to say, dude, like I'm thankful for your brotherhood. I'm thankful for your, just you inspiring and encouraging me like dude. through words and non, non verbal. And, um, but yeah, dude, I just want to say that. 
Dude, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for all that. And, and giving my dad a shout out too. Because yeah, everything that I am, I, it was a spiritual inheritance for him. That is for dang sure. <laughs> um, and you were actually, you reminded me what I was going to say too, of like you know, being, being a hypocrite and all those things. A, hip, a hypocrite is some somebody who, again, they, they, they call, they, um, they call out somebody else's sin and, and self-righteousness without calling out their, their own, you know, and saying, and also without giving, and that those hypocrites don't give grace. Mm. You have given grace and you've, you've, you've called out your own. Thanks, You're not man. a hypocrite. Thanks, and so man. anybody who does is not listening, listening properly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, thanks man. I appreciate you, course, Joe, for dude, that. Course, that's, that's really inspiring. So, but, um, Joe, do you have any thoughts? Golly, um, just oh. that that was a, I don't know about you, that was a marathon emotionally, was- uh, physically, spiritually. Uh, it's just, you know, I think, um, you know, I really, again, I, you know, I think I, I just want to bring around, I think, you know, Mark said this too, just on anybody listening, um, this is not to condemn, this is not to shame. Our goal is to help. Yeah. We want, and, and we're not helping, we're reaching out to you, the person who can, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he already did that work for you on the cross. Amen. And, um, you know, and again, there, you know, if anybody in the, in your church is condemning you, shaming you when you are looking for help of the sexual sin that you, you have go somewhere else. Go I'm, somewhere I'm not else. saying to leave that church. Maybe God wants you there, but there, there's help. There's help for you. And, um, and I really think that we can be a different generation hmm. that, um, because I think because there's so many, and our generation are coming coming from uh, not just fornication background, but more that are coming from homosexual background yeah. and tra- transgender. I mean, there. I mean, there's the list oh, goes yeah, on and on. Um, I think. I think that my uh, my encouragement. I I would say to anybody who's come from that is that there again. You you just got out of a pit. You can turn around and help the other guy. And mm-hmm. I know that's a hard thing to do because you got to admit your own to your own sin. That is not fun. No. And um. You know, it, but they're the end, just that they're hurting people out there. Yeah, so. dude. And I want to, I want to note to all of you guys, like being honest about your sin and vulnerable oh. is actually one of the things that bonded Joe and I, Michael, Joe, oh, yeah. and I, like all of us in the, in the podcast. That's what actually bonded us together. That's a good man. Yeah. No, you seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we're all vulnerable to each other. That's and confessing our sin to one another. It's part of brotherhood. It's part of the brotherhood. So I would argue, like, don't be afraid to be vulnerable to someone because that's the that's the gift of community and that that's the trick of the devil to where he makes you think oh if i say this they're going to reject me and you're right they they may reject they you may. but it, but if they reject you they were never they're they never, never your friends you're to begin, begin with your real friends will be like oh they don't they don't see your they don't see your sin as um as something they don't see your sin as some something that you uh the you how do i put this they they don't see your sin as a crime. They see your sin sin as an injury. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so yeah, and also like because people, some people are afraid of like oh like you know if if I continue like telling them about my sin they're gonna say how come you haven't figured this one out yet mm. right oh yeah it's like why why haven't you yeah it's you like know, well, why what's going you learned? on yes but no more patience. it's more like yeah I mean look for those people that will challenge you yes but to say that. Oh man, how dare you? Like, what the heck? Like, why have you figured right. this out? Like, find those people that will like when they, when you tell them that, and the reaction was okay. Let's talk. Yes. Like, what's what's going on, right? Like, um, what are some things that you think that we, as your community, could help? That's good. Right? Because maybe maybe it's the fact that that person is like, is in isolation. 
I think Joe, Joe, you said this. You said this um, oh, dude, prior to the podcast. Dang it! I, I wish we weren't. Actually, I, I, say it. I want to, no. Okay, so um, wait, what was it? What was it directly? I've ta- oh gosh, I feel like I, uh, topic isolation has been affecting a lot of sermons and stuff. I've listened to. Um, do you want me to repeat what you said? Please, please do. Because so one of the uh, so the battle with lust and pornography was yes. not because it was just oh you know, like it's something you know like we do, but it's something that like well we have no choice. It's a coping mechanism. Oh yes! Th- oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. I, I uh, we talked about so much stuff prepping for this. I, I don't think there was not a straight line that we could oh. go through. Um, uh, it's more like a landmine field. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like how do you describe talking is, about honestly. sexual sins like oh let's do it let's it kind of is um start poking around um you know but uh but no with um yeah with that it is it's a coping mechanism yeah it's a huge coping mechanism because when you when you are it's you know i mean for, for example um look at tom hanks on, on the island you know he had oh. no he had nobody around what did he go to he went to a volleyball why did he go to a volleyball he he had nothing he had nothing he was he was he was alone he's like how am i gonna feel this feel this loneliness i'm going to i'm going to no use volleyball. volleyball you know or, yeah. and you know poor uh poor wilson you know he oh, lost poor his wilson. seat oh, gosh man. dang it um, that was a tragic movie <laughs> tra- tragic <laughs> the most tragic <laughs> thing in the film um <laughs> no but uh but yeah i um but no i i think it's just when you not not just when you're in isolation but rejection yeah um when you're when you're rejected um uh it's it's that when you are here's the thing in general in life when you are hurt what is that thing that you go go to that is your coping mechanism Mm. and here's the thing god god built us with weaknesses right that that thorn in your side that's what we talked about he built you with weak weak, well how how do i put this you gosh dang or the hand sorry i'm like i'm trying to backtrack so i say this theologically right you we the we were made perfect in god's image right Men, men fell. We sinned. We have been uh, live, live, uh, living uh, under the uh, the curse ever since then. Because of that we live in a broken world. Because yeah. we live in a broken world, we have broken bodies. Um, so that the, a little quick background. So because and because we have bro- broken bodies, they're they're the those things that, that, that we that we live that we live with. And and then when you are injured and you are hurt spiritually and emotionally, you are meant to go. You were you were meant to go to Christ. Yeah. But because you have flesh, you have a tendency to go go to fleshly things. And so and with fleshly things, fleshly things bet like the the most common is se- sexually, right? And especially your phone. It's it is it's just a co- it's just a coping mechanism to help you with your loneliness and help you mm-hmm. with that. But what's what the devil isn't telling you though, what you need to wake yourself up in, is that you are perpetuating your loneliness. You're perpetuating your mm-hmm. the, the isolation because it's it's keeping you here. It's the you would there are like what was it there? Uh, ben Stewart was saying. So one time, I love Ben Stewart. Um, he was talking about um, like the amount, the average amount of the average amount of time that people spent on video games. He's like the like the amount of hours it equivalented to a bachelor's degree. Mm. Like it was like, and that's what that's what video video games. There are way more people on porno- pornography than there are on video. I'm pretty sure, maybe I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't have numbers. But the, but the point point is is that you would you would be shocked probably at the amount of time you've spent. Mm. on that and that that is that's keeping away from people it's keeping exactly. away from community um i don't think i'm tying this well well no, into uh coping can, maybe but no yeah um, but dude yeah you, that's you that's actually tied of, it into like community because yeah. like hey, oh, thanks. that's what's stopping you from being community because oh, yeah. i already cope with this exactly so what's the point of going to community yes. right oh gosh oh yeah yes so that, i'm glad you how you tied that in because again like community 
the as a, as a child of God, as someone who's a Christian, you have that gift. Yes. For crying out loud, you go to a church. Yes. I mean, if you go to a church, like, please go to church, by the way. Please. Like, you have a community. Like, you have someone that, you have people that can encourage you, build you, point you to Christ. For crying out loud. Like, that's, that's I want to emphasize, like, community points you to Christ. Yes. Not towards themselves, not towards the self advice or self-help book towards Christ because that's not not it's not that's what you need that's who you need Christ cross I, I just want to add to that too I, when I was uh when I was in sixth grade uh, I, I love hist- history and like going you know um uh, when I was in school and I uh one of the biggest things we got taught when I was in sixth grade when we were going over American history is we were going over the American Revolution. Okay. And uh, with the American Revolution, um, George Washington, uh, it was really interesting. I, I mean, I can tell you the specifics, but he, I do, I do know, I mean, his, uh, for a good amount of time, his army was on the run, basically, from the uh, from the British Army. Mm. And uh, he's, and he's like, and he's like, here's the thing. He's like, George, uh, he was saying, teacher, my teacher was saying that uh, George, I want to say this was Pastor Chuck. Actually, actually oh, okay. Chuck, jo- Chuck Jones, I think. Shout, shout out, out. I love Chuck shout Jones. Out Chuck Gosh, Jones. I love you, sir. <laughs> Um, gosh, man, that man taught me a lot of school. Um, but he, you know, he was saying that, um, you know, as long, the mentality that George Washington had was that as long as he had an army, he still had a war and your army is your community. The war is the war against the flat flesh and war, war against the devil. Now let's, I want to make something clear. God or God already won. Yeah. God, he already did, did the work on the cross on your sin, sin. But again, we live in a broke, broken world. Broken world yeah. there, there, there's a war, war to increase, increase the king, kingdom. Not violently, by the way. I just made my connection. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> we got an army. Oh, there's some Christians Anyways. out there that mentality. There, there's, but no, but with, um, but with, um, but no, but with, with the army, you have to, to increase the kingdom, to, to spread, spread the gospel, but to fight, to, but to also fight the enemy that is within our church. Mm. Cause we cannot, we make no mistake. There is, there is the enemy. He is within our walls. Oh yeah. All the time. And Ooh, but, sorry, I just got chiseled when you said that. <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> but dude, no, but so it's just, but so you, ha- you have, you have an army, use it. So Amen. that's, that's all. Amen. I that. Amen. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think for some for some reason, I think throughout the whole podcast, we've emphasized community yes. a lot, we t- we t- <laughs> which is not a bad thing. No, man, it's that a, is please. Well, and that's I think that's that's our outcry for to, we're trying to wake up our generation in that because because our generation is the most isolated. Yes. Hashtag COVID. Very individual. But, no, yeah, and very uh, individualistic. It's like yeah, no, yes, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be dependent. I'm gonna be independent. Oh, yeah. No, dummy! What are you doing? <laughs> no, like that's something. Even like some of my my unbelievers who says like, "Oh, I'm an independent." It's like, no. At some point, you're gonna be dependent upon someone. You, you so it's like, like no, like, like whether if it's a battle with pornography or lust or fornication yeah. or whatever, you're gonna need community regardless. Whether if it's financially or anything, you're going to need community. You are. There's no point in time that you're not gonna be dependent. It's- like, <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm. I'm a- <laughs> I'll be honest with y'all. I'm dependent on my mom a lot. So I'm dependent on her like emotionally, sometimes financially, sometimes financially, but most of the time emotionally, like she is my cornerstone. Okay. Christ is my cornerstone, but my mom helps me a lot when it comes to like 
emotional baggage, but man, dude. same thing with community. Like community, you yes, freaking need yes. it. Like, don't be like the the world's like, oh, I am independent. Like, oh my gosh, okay, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Listen, if you're crying to some somebody on on the phone about about your problems, you're not ind- independent. You're no, <laughs> and we've all done that. We've all done that. Yeah, that's, see, not... that's that's why there's a huge outcry of like, oh, I yeah. need a, I need a therapist. Like, I need a oh like psychologist. Gosh. Like, bro, like, stop spending your money. Just exactly, <laughs> save your money. <laughs> save your money with community. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a new poster for the church. Save, save, save your, your money. money. Only zero point ninety nine dollars a month, <laughs> plus tithing. Plus, tithing. <laughs> oh, plus your emotional baggage. <laughs> so come now to come the church now. near you. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, no, that's so, hilarious. Yeah, so Joe, I'm sorry, we have to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, we like, do. Man, man, yeah, anything else? Stuff. Like final, final thoughts and final remarks. Anything um, that you want to kind of want to add, like kind of like put a pin. Do um, I would say you know community, um, but just again, I, I you know I just say just uh, you know I think we you know we try we try emphasis emphasis is this um this is for this pot this episode hopefully reaches everybody um it is for the the church but it's also I am praying it hits more with people that are non-believers. Yeah. You have not heard heard the name name of Christ. There 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 is a God. His name is Jesus Christ. He died he died on the cross for for your sins. Amen. He died for that that sin. That that shame, that guilt that you have, it is not natural because of because you've sinned, but there's a God who can take that take Ooh. that away. Amen. And it I'm I'm telling you man, it's not easy. It's no. like G- Jesus said to the to the uh, you know he said said to the many uh, you know what or what what I'm forgetting the uh, the ser- what, what what did he say to the masses and it, it said that like many left him that day and then he looked he looks at the t- disciples and he said like are y'all gonna leave too oh, basically should you know, I am talk, the bread of life yeah I, I am the bread of, bread of life he said he said who who he was and he uh, and many many, many yeah. left that day and so yeah. just please don't be that please don't please be don't be that like please. yeah yeah Jesus is not like 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 magically gonna solve all your problems away no, or your, your struggles yeah that's the pro- that that's the point of saying hey, oh, come on I'm Joe, to yes, come on bro <laughs> Joe is mm, he's hitting it he's hitting it sanctification yes that's the point of sanctification it's you you being sanctified to to the image of Christ it's not going to be an instant no it's going to be a process and the process might suck yep. but the end goal is Christ and it's going to be worth it listen you're already working years probably to get a six pack just do it do it to, do, do it to one eternity I'm just saying let's do it yes <laughs> not win eternity you're here to one eternity I'm just saying yes. but sometimes <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to just like man I'm going to have bit, you, like good calves go. <laughs> and like good biceps calves, interesting. I'm going to have the, the same abs that Jesus had you know what I mean it's like bro yes. like, <laughs> I had a six pack you know what I mean but but you know oh, man. we'll never know what, what a glorified body looks like you never know I might not be Okay, I'm not gonna be racial. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, but anyways. Okay, anyways, let, let's. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Joe, do you want to close this out in prayer? Yes. Um, let's do it. Oh, man, um, Lord, um, thank you just so much for, um, uh, I don't know, just bringing us together, Lord. I pray again, Lord, just that people that need to hear this hear this. Um, I pray that we said everything according to your will, and that the the Holy Spirit was uh, leading us, God. Um, let, I pray that your word would be spoken and not ours, guys, Lord. Um, Lord, I, uh, just, just thank you, God. I just, I pray for everyone listening that is, uh, hurting and pain and not willing to admit it. Um, I'm, uh, and just that I pray that they're, they know that they're seen in their struggle and in their sin. God, they're seen by you. Um, 
and that's uh they would and that they they would see you father that they would they through their struggle they would see they would see the god who saved them god mm-hmm. um and just that you'd please uh, help them father help help them uh help them be led to you god and uh, i just pray that again uh that anybody listening find community and find you father and uh, thank you for Mark, God, and uh, uh, pray, pray, Lord, just that um, you will be done. In the Lord, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Dude, thank, thank you so you, much, man. man. Thank you. Crap. Yes. Thank you for the listeners. Yes. For listening. So, Joe, you want to do your regular outro? Oh man, yeah. yeah. Are, are, you good? are you good? Are you good with the like? You yes, know, yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. I, would, I wasn't sure if like you like. I know we had done the. Out- I miss it. So I was like, <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. You made good. you made it happen. So now I'm kind of missing it. So really? I was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Because we hadn't done the past few times. So yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're we're gonna do our um uh, uh outtake or whatever the or not outtake uh, uh the clo- closing closing uh, yeah outtake. closing closing. I couldn't find the word. Okay. So thank you for listening uh, listening again on the Catch Up Podcast. If you have any suggestions. Uh, wait, suggest questions, suggestions, or corrections. You can reach us at catchuppodcast2023 at gmail.com. Let's yes. go. Thank Missed you. that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's go. You're like, Joe, you're I, hate it. I hated that you made me miss that. Really? <laughs> yes. yes. Good. Because it was a it was a back and forth. Back I didn't want it to be me. Yeah, I was like, let's go. Okay. Um, but thank you again for listening to Catch Up Podcast. I'm Joseph. This is Coach Mark. Mark. Yes. Woo. And we will talk to y'all later. Later. Nice. Thanks for catching up with us on the Catch Up Podcast. If you enjoyed our God-centered conversations, share the love by sharing this on your social media or leave a review. Don't forget to tune in next week for more uplifting chats. Until next time, we will catch you on the next episode of the Catch Up Podcast. <laughs>